What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jay. And episode 27, we're back at it. Um, We're kind of taking a different approach to this episode. As last week, we did mention the death of George Floyd. And and really, since then, um, protests across the nation have taken off. and, And we felt here at Around the League, it's only right to address what's going on. Um, because not everything is about sports in this world. And um, this, though, does relate to sports, and that's how we're going to tie this in to this episode today. So I'm kind of going to, you know, we're both kind of say our thoughts and and just um, talk about it for a little bit. Uh, Also, afterwards, we will talk about, obviously, big news, NBA restart um, July 31st, and we'll get into all of that. But um, first, I just do want to say that, you know, what's going on is, is history during this time. as It's been a very tough time over these past three, four months, um, just with dealing with a pandemic that I don't think anyone's ever dealt with um, who's alive right now. Uh, and to add, a, add on to all of this, uh, if you don't know, on Memorial Day, uh, a man named George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, was killed by a police officer who had his knee on his neck. For close to eight minutes. Um, since then, protests and riots throughout the nation have, um, and really throughout the world, have uh, started. You know, with the Black Li- Black Lives Matter movement and all of that. And, and we just want to say here at you know around the league, from Jake and I, that you know we we are in full support of um, everything. Obviously, the sport we do cover, which is the NBA, um, there's a large percentage of NBA players who are African-American and, and really make up the sport. All the superstars that we have kn- known to come and love uh, are mostly African-American. And, you know, the, the NBA um, is really, you know, over these past few years with the Colin Kaepernick protest and everything, athletes have really come into the spotlight, at least in my opinion, as to that that's who everyone listens to the most. And a lot of people, you know, some people disagree that athletes should just, you know, according to one reporter, shut up and dribble. And while many others, including myself, believe that, you know, they should use their voice and and let it be heard as to their opinions that go on in this world. And, you know, guys like Jalen Brown, Trey Young, um, Malcolm Brogdon, Udonis Haslam um, have all really sounded off this week and just um, or within the past now of 10 days to 12 days about, you know, leading protests in their city and stuff like that and, and the injustice that has been happening with uh, police brutality on African-Americans. Um, it's, it's a real tough subject to really talk about, uh, especially coming in from Jake and I, who, you know, we're, we don't claim to be any experts and we're far from it, but from watching, you know, the news, at least I have, over this past two weeks, it, you know, it's really, you know, educated me um, on things that are going on in this country that even, it, you know, you don't think about on a daily basis. And it's something that everyone, you know, that at least I know is on board with. Um, obviously, you do have the people who, you know, say insensitive stuff. And, and that includes athletes that we know, like Jake Fromm, who, you know, said a, uh, in a text message that got leaked stuff and uh, Drew Brees who said a statement and now has retracted on that statement uh, and all these things. And, and it really is just, um, you need to be careful what you say in this world, at least in my opinion. But at the same time, we all really need to, um, especially me and Jake, who are both, you know, white Caucasian males uh, need to do our job and not just 
stay quiet and we need to speak up. And it's something that I think was necessary as uh, leading up to this episode. I felt like last episode, we kind of just brushed over just saying rest in peace to George Floyd. And um, we both discussed it and said this needed to be addressed, especially with NBA players um, being in the protest and being leaders in the protest. And it's really shown a guy like Jalen Brown, who's become a young leader in the NBA and, and a rising star. Um, our, you know, Udonis Haslam, who's from Miami and, and speaking out, um, you know, saying to peacefully protest and not riot and loot um, and just things like that. So it, to me, I think that everyone needs to stand up and speak um, and not stay quiet because otherwise you're not doing anything. And it's something that I think um, this is the biggest movement I have ever seen um, about police brutality on, on African-Americans that has gone on on this country since, you know, I think we've been on this earth or that America has started um, going back to slavery and, and before. Yeah, I, I honestly think that, um, look, it's, it's only right for us to talk, talk about this because, and, and again, it's not bad timing because we did have a great discussion last week, um, but I didn't feel like, yeah, we we didn't need to cover that. And I feel like, look, it's, it's, it's ramped up a little bit more uh, with the protests and it's great to see people, people obviously not, you know, what's gone down. Uh, obviously it's, it hasn't been the best six months uh, since 2020 started, not what everyone envisioned, but look, let's, let's be real here. I mean, it's, it's great to see everyone's voice being heard, especially like the athletes that we cover every day or every week. Um, on this podcast, it's it's great to see, and 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 everyone needs to hear. Uh, everyone needs their voices to be heard because we all have uh, a platform in some sort of way, right? We have a platform with this podcast, uh, even if we're not the Stephen A's of the world, we're not the uh, Skip Baylesses, the Max Kellermans, what what have you. But we we do have a platform in some type of way, and these athletes have some type of platform, obviously more than we do. Uh, but it is great to see, uh, you know, just people standing up for what they think is right um, with this police brutality. Obviously, it's it's one of the and, and obviously it comes at a time which you least expect it with. Obviously, this whole coronavirus, again, it's kind of it's kind of on the downfall, the whole coronavirus topic. But you go from coronavirus to now, you know, you have protests going on. So it's a really tough time um, to be living on this earth right now and to be in the sports world. It's super tough. And we'll get to it later, but you know Adam Silver's done a great job with juggling all this. I mean, if you're in you're, if you're in that situation, it's really tough to be to be juggling all aspects of being a commissioner of, of probably arguably the the widest and most known sport in all of, of you know in the whole world pretty much since obviously with David David Stern and how he you know expanded it internationally. But just going back to uh, my whole point about this movement. A uh, very difficult time, uh, and again, you mentioned Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's done a great job of leading this movement um, as one of, you know, I guess one of the big uh, athletes. And really, uh, he he brought Malcolm Brogdon. I think Justin Anderson was a part of that movement as well in Atlanta. Uh, and they, they've made, you know, they've made big drives to be. I saw a quote from Ennis Canner. He drove to Boston from Chicago. And he was just like, you know what, I wanted, I wanted to do something great. I wanted to be a part of something great, uh, and hear, uh, you know, for people to to know that I'm here and and to hear my voice. And so it it doesn't take, uh, you know, obviously with a big movement, um, you know, you could be a little part to being, you know, part of a change. But 
uh, once again, it's again, it's it's a big movement. Uh, we don't know when you know when the, when the end is going to come for you know so that we can say that you know everyone uh, you know right now obviously it's it's the it's the phrase Black Lives Matter, but you want to get to the point where you can say that you know everyone is equal. You have equality. You have um, some sort of uh, basis of, uh, you know, drawing the line and saying, you know what, we're all equal in this whole entire thing. So that's where you want to get to. We don't know when that's coming, um, if, if that's near at all. But uh, once again, everyone's doing their part. And the NBA community, the, the sport that we cover, uh, you can definitely tell that, that they're doing a great job in their part. Yeah, no, and I, I think um... – I think the biggest person on all of this is I forgot to mention is um, Stephen Jackson, who was actually friends with Mr. Floyd, yeah. um, former NBA player, and has really led this. You know, is kind of the the leader in this Black Lives Matter movement, and just uh, what he's done, and, and how proud uh, of an as an NBA fan uh, I am to see you know a, a player of his stature, you know, come and speak up and really lead um, all these protests and stuff, and and this movement and. Like you said, it's it's a um, hopefully, you know I don't I don't know when you know we can say that everyone will be equal, uh, but hopefully at sometime you know I think this is making big strides and, and you know from the protest in Washington D.C. to the protest in L.A. to the protest in New York, um, in all fifty states actually, uh, even in Alaska, Hawaii, you know Wyoming, Montana, you know all over, um, it it really uh, says a statement and something that you know. 50 60 years from now i think we'll we'll uh, besides you know the all the other um stuff that has gone on in this year you know this is maybe the most important thing that has gone on in this year and something that uh hopefully will make the biggest change out of anything uh from this year but um i think that like i said uh before us here at around the league do our our um, in support of you know all our listeners out there who who have you know are, are African American or you know also support the movement and, yeah. and we or have gone well. yeah or or have gone through racism like we're we're there for that we're there for you and we we understand you know the the place where you come from uh, we may not be obviously we we may not come from that type of race but we understand and we're we're here for you in in the movement and the fight towards equality so. That's for sure. Um, but with that, I do want to now get uh, kind of get to a lighter topic, if we can kind of transition and go to uh, news came out in the midst of this uh, this week about uh, a restart. Finally, uh, NBA, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, NBA uh, Board of Governors agreed well with the NBA P- Players Association that July 31st uh, in the Worldwide Sports ESPN Complex in Disney in Orlando, Florida, um, will restart. It will be a 22-team, uh, 22 out of the 30 teams will come to Orlando. That's, you know, all eight teams from each conference, uh, eight teams from each conference uh, that were in the playoffs already, plus five extra teams, including the Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, Phoenix Suns, and Washington Wizards, who are all within six games of that A seed. Um, also coming and eight regular season games will be played, uh, with throughout the, you know, I believe from what I've read is, uh, 
it's since the team's basically at about 20 games left, they're going to play every uh, game on their schedule um, with teams that are already there. So, for instance, if a team was scheduled to play the Golden State Warriors, they're going to skip that game and go on. And let's say their next game was against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's who they would play next. Um, also, after that, they will. if a team was is within four games of that eight seed, there will be a play-in between the eighth and the ninth seed. Uh, to get into the playoffs if that happens obviously in the east there's only one team in the wizards who are about i think six and a half games back or six games back um, of the magic and the east in my opinion is all but locked up and then in the west you have you know the grizzlies who are in the eighth seed and you know on their tails are the trailblazers pelicans kings spurs and suns um let's see what else can i say here um basically they're all going to be in a bubble quarantined in in orlando um I believe starting June 21st or 22nd, teams are going to start working out uh, back home, you know, in their home uh, towns. Uh, so all players I know, you know, for example, and I know we kind of always reference the Heat. I know Jimmy Butler, who was out in California, just recently returned to Miami. Um, as most of the teams anyway have already been able to do individual workouts at the facilities. Uh, in the playoffs, once they do get into the playoffs, it will be a seven-game scenario you know each each series is going to be a normal seven games with game seven and NBA finals being the latest date October 12th and um the plan is for uh the league is an October 12th end and then uh the NBA draft lottery will be on August 25th the draft will be October 15th and then free agency will start October 18th and October that's all set in stone. And then obviously there's a plan that they would like to start training camp for the 2020-2021 season, November 10th. And then the opening night would be December 1st. So basically a very, very short off season packed and condensed. That's still to be determined um, with, you know, what everything going on and, and, and how, you know, an agreement with the Players Association on that. I've heard, you know, since this news has came out today, actually, that, you know, the Players Association is not um, really in agreement with that. They would like a little more time off, but I can see where the NBA is coming from, so that way they can get a full 82 games in next year and kind of have a normal season. Um, so something else to add, I know, is in the eight games that each team will play, um, you know, basically it's going to be all condensed uh, and at least – you know, the teams are going to have one back-to-back because they're getting all eight games for, you know, all the 22 teams within 16 days. So it's going to be very compact, very, you know, so that way they can get to the playoffs. Um, I, did, I think I did a pretty good job explaining. Hopefully you guys understand as we're going to now kind of go through it and, and you know, the vote and everything else. So, Jake, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on all the news and, and the excitement, you know, when you heard the news? Oh, it's very exciting. Uh, it's it's a lot to unravel, uh, and obviously That's by your sure. <laughs> whole entire your whole entire explanation, uh, obviously prove that um, because there's just so much information. Uh, you look at ESPN, whatever your your news sources, whatever you have right in front of you. You go on Twitter, you go on ESPN, whatever you want. I mean, there is just a load of information to you know unpack here. Uh, I wanted to say a couple few things, and and I'll and I'll and I'll give it back to you to, you know, just touch on some of these things as well. Number one, you pretty much hit the nail, uh, I think, when you talked about uh, 
how compact it's going to be. It's going to be super compact. And that's the first thing I really uh, keyed in on or, or eyed on when I was looking at the whole entire schedule is that this is going to be really, really packed. You look at, I mean, and for me, it's not, well, the first thing is, how about the training? I mean, they're going to, they're going to show up to Orlando July 9th to 11th, I believe. Yeah, July 9th to 11th, they're going to start training. And so that in itself, you talk about players have been gone from the game for months since March. And so they're going to be going to, yeah, they're going to be going to Orlando. Not to cut you off real quick, but also I think the most important thing is that I left out out of all of this, which I've been meaning to say from the beginning, is that every single day starting June 21st when they return to their um, practice facilities in their hometowns, they will be tested every night uh, for the coronavirus. And obviously they still are putting a plan in place that, again, not to cut you off, but there's still so much to, to be um, said and, and the NBA is still trying to figure out so much. So everything that I just said, a lot could still change. All we know is that July 31st, they will start, um, God willing, and hopefully that everything goes right. Um, but they will be tested every day, and obviously they still need to figure out a plan or they haven't set a plan if a player were to get you know, the virus during all of this and while they were in quarantine and, and playing games, how they would go about that. But I just thought that needed to be said as well. But keep going. Yeah, it's very important. So I understand that that was needed to be said. As far as, and, and you bring up a good point also, how about if someone comes up with the virus? What, what's going to be the plan for that? Again, I don't think, I think they're going to be taking it pretty, uh, obviously they're going to have to take it pretty um, in seriously. a strict way. Yeah, serious, seriously. But there's only, I guess there's only going to be a stoppage of play when there's a lot of, I, I think if it's maybe one or two, then they got to test people, but they're going to continue to play. But how about if a lot of, a lot of guys are getting well, it, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see what they do there because that might be like really, really wide, widespread. And it's going to be interesting. Well, well, well here, here's the thing. And here, you know, I, I was talking actually with my, my family about it um, when the news came out and, in the first two to three weeks that everyone's back, that's when you need to be most concerned because obviously the players have been quarantined to the best of their abilities. Obviously, you have all these protests that we just discussed at the beginning, and a lot of the players were there. Hopefully, they took the proper precautions um, while being there, wearing a mask, gloves, whatever it need be. Um, but if the NBA is doing this type of quote-unquote bubble in Orlando where basically the players, you know, even though they're in Disney, the players will not be allowed to go to the, the theme parks and, and they, you know, do that. Uh, I don't think their families are going to be able to, to join them until maybe September. By then, who you know, how many teams are going to be left? Not many. Uh, they'll already be in the second maybe conference finals already. Um, so in my opinion, if they're quarantining everyone together, no one should be getting the virus if you're not allowing anyone outs, no outsiders to come in. And if you're testing everyone every night, I think it should be pretty easy to pluck someone out. Um, obviously, if someone does have the, the thing, but after, you know, let's say, by the end of August, if no one has it, no one should be getting it. Uh, I, 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 at least in my, you know, I was at first it didn't really make sense to me when someone brought that up to me. But then I, as the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, if they're keeping everyone in that resort area um, and in the hotels, obviously you have, I'm guessing, cleaning crew come in, obviously to do, you know, clean the hotel rooms and stuff that the players will be staying in. But you know, am I right with, I, I don't know. I, I feel like once they're all there and it's been, you know, obviously they haven't 
uh, been in contact with the outside world, there should be no f cases. I mean, at least what I, from what I understand. Yeah, I can't not agree with that. Um, just because of, obviously, you take a whole entire break from playing basketball. And obviously, we know more about the virus than we did in March. We know more about um, that, everything, pretty much, in, in this whole entire pandemic. We, we know a lot more. So going into Orlando, they're taking a lot of safety measures. Uh, I believe you're able to... Uh, go to re players are able to go to restaurants. They're able to play golf, but all with social distancing. And so that's going to limit the the amount of contact, obviously. And then uh, obviously, you know, separate rooms and, and being, uh, you know, not totally isolated, but once again, being isolated enough, obviously, to still play the game of basketball and to finish up the season. So uh, I wanted to touch on a couple things and. You can you can touch on these things as well, Ryan, if you want. And uh, first thing, as I was saying before, really packed schedule. I know I got we went a little bit off topic there, but really packed schedule um, in terms of the training, July 9th to 11th. So again, these are guys that haven't played basketball in, in months, and this is going to be interesting to see if there's rust for some cer certain guys. And this is a quick this is a turnaround in terms of. Uh, a, a quick turnaround in terms of when they're going to be training and then when they're going to be playing. Uh, so I thought that that was going to be um, that was going to be something to note there. And then second of all, you have the Portland Trailblazers, which we should mention them because when the voting format came out, they had a call the other day with Adam Silver, the commissioner, and, and the teams. And the only team out of the thirty teams because. They were going to include all 30 teams in the vote. And so the only team, obviously, the, the 30 teams, there's not there's, – there's some teams that are going to be left out depending on this whole entire play-in play scenario, uh, this whole entire – whatever format that they, they decide on, uh, there's going to be something to be decided on. And so the Portland Trailblazers, out, out of every single team, are the only team to vote no – and on this there current, was, on this current format that, that on this current had. format, yeah, because we didn't was, we didn't know what the other formats were. Yeah. Because there was you know talk of do they bring all thirty teams in? Do they bring just the sixteen teams that were already in the playoffs as of March eleventh when the season got suspended? There was a whole bunch of scenarios where they maybe going to do a group play like you see in the uh, soccer in the Champions League um, in Europe. Uh, there was a whole bunch of scenarios that Adam Silver was actually on Inside the NBA the other night and talked about. Um, all this, you know, kind of some of the scenarios that they had that you just mentioned. And out of, like you said, out of the 30 teams, only the Portland Trailblazers um, said no to this particular scenario. Obviously, when you have 29 out of 30 teams, the vote passes. I think you, they needed 75% of the teams to say yes um, in order to pass this uh, format that they're going to use. And then it's noteworthy. And I think this is where you're going. And I'll hand it back off to you that Dame Lillard. I think in the past two weeks has said that if this scenario did pass, he would not play. Um, just he doesn't feel like it's fair, um, which I have my own opinion on and I don't really get, but keep going with what you were saying. Yeah, well, to highlight that, there's a statement from CJ McCollum, uh, obviously Dame's teammate, his sidekick, and he says, we play for an ownership group that actually listens to his players and has a backbone. 
we voiced what we felt was the best option and they followed our lead. I commend our front office and team chair Jody Allen. And so that kind of alludes to the fact that I think Damian Lillard had a big say in the Portland Trailblazers vote. And, um, and that was kind of, um, and that was kind of the, uh, the reason so, I, I think that yeah, was one yeah. of the reasons for them uh, saying no, just because when your star player says it, when yeah. your star player, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and he's shown some loyalty to that franchise and whatnot. And so they, they for sure take his lead on things and take his voice for a lot of their decisions, apparently. And that, and that was shown in that 29 to one vote that passed uh, the other day. And so that's something to note. Another thing to note is that, a lot of the financial contracts, well, and I think, and I think we can be, touch on that because. Before we get into that, I think let let us real quick talk about you know the Trailblazers and and because it's them, the Pelicans, the Kings, um, the Spurs, the Suns, and then obviously in the East, it's it's the Wizards, and I think it's real key to highlight that if Dame. I don't understand why he wouldn't want to play. Obviously, they're getting eight games. They're as I'm looking at the standings right now, the Trailblazers are in the ninth seed. They're they're tied in the ninth seed with the Pelicans and the Kings. They're all three and a half games back of the Grizzlies. Um, I wouldn't understand why they wouldn't want to come play and try to make the playoffs. Obviously, they're get, they would be the eighth seed. Uh, there's no chance of them getting any higher, and you would have to play potentially probably the Lakers in the first round. But still. I don't understand why they wouldn't want to play, um, especially. I just don't understand it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you have the same feeling, Jake. Maybe you want you understand what Dame Lillard and, and the Trailblazers are, are, are voicing here. Uh, I I don't understand. Well, usually me and you disagree on this podcast uh, at, at times, at times. But <laughs> this time, I'd have to agree with you. I think that I think it's unreasonable. Unre- I think that. As well, uh, to add on to that, Damian Lillard has been short, you know, and and part of that is because of the dynasty that is the Golden State Warriors. But he's been short on a lot of occasions in in the playoffs, and for him not even to make the playoffs, like to to just say to just quit on his team, that's a bad look. To me, it is. I think that you look at how loyal he is, and it, and it, to me, it's kind of it's controversial, and it's it's a little bit. I don't want to say hypocritical. That's the only word that's coming to mind to me because he's he's a very loyal player to the Portland Trailblazers, and he seems like he cares about that organization a lot. Now, we'll see what comes in the future. We don't know if that's going to change, but to me, it's it's kind of going back on, on your words, so to speak, and it's kind of – to me, it, it just doesn't make sense because you want to lay it out, all out for your team like a guy like Damian Lillard would and – He's not doing that in this scenario. Uh, apparently, there was better. There was something as far as the draft lottery odds where they were looking at a better format in terms of something that would favor them in that aspect. And maybe they were looking towards that. Again, we don't know. We haven't seen anything that's been released about the other formats, and I don't think we will. But obviously, there was something better on the table. And Damian Lillard wanted wanted that something, whatever it was. Well, to me, I mean, again... Like you said, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to complete uh, compete for a playoff spot. You have eight games. It's pretty reasonable. Eight games. Obviously, you're going to be going against very tough teams because 
the the team you know the remaining of your schedule whatever playoff teams were on that you know schedule that's who you're going to play against it uh, like right that's interesting that, too yeah that's interesting that, too that, because that brings a whole nother factor especially yeah obviously for for some teams who are who are you know in the playoffs already but are looking for seeding position that also yeah. is a, a, a big aspect of it the thing that yeah. goes out the window is home court advantage obviously and that you know the NBA, I think, is still going to try to decide, you know, how to kind of still give that home court advantage with there being no fans, them playing in a neutral site uh, and, and things like that. So I think it's very interesting that, you know, and I, I personally haven't heard you. I just heard I didn't even hear that C.J. McCollum quote, um, but I haven't heard Damian Lillard come out since this vote passed. It'll be interesting to see if he actually goes along with it and maybe the Portland Trailblazers say, hey, we're going to forfeit the rest of our season and, and you know, there'll only be instead of 22 teams, 21 teams. So uh, I'll be very, because I, I don't think every, all, you know, 12, 15 players on that roster all are in agreement. if I had a guess. Um, I think some of them probably still do want to play, if that's because they're going to get more playing time, if that's, who knows, if they ever get a shot to play in the NBA again, whatever their reason is. Uh, someone like Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, guess what? You know, they'll be back next year. And, and obviously it was a disappointing year for the Trailblazers, but, you know, they're not going to go without a job. You know, they still have a long time in this NBA in their NBA career. So to me, it was, it was really, really interesting and will be interesting to watch uh, over these next, you know, six, eight weeks before the season starts. If, if they decide, Hey, you know, we're going to play or, you know, you guys have fun and, and we're going to sit and watch at home. Yeah. It, it should be interesting to see again. And, and we didn't even, we didn't even really touch on this. How about a guy like Carmelo Anthony, who's going to be, on his last couple of years, you think he wants to compete for a playoff spot? I think so. And so that's yeah. a guy that, that, that you should key to and, and look at as far as them really trying to make a statement and, and go, go towards the playoffs. A guy like Carmelo Anthony surely wa- probably wants to do that. And so, and, and he's one of Damian Lillard's mentors and, and, and whatnot. And so that should be interesting to see as well. You talk about, and it's, it's really important to note that, all these teams, you're not facing a team like the Knicks. You're not facing a team like the Cavs. You're not facing whoever it may be. The bottom feeders, you're not facing them. You're facing teams that are hungry to play. The question is health in terms of the virus and also rust and, 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 and seeing if you're ready to, to take on. And these are, these are hungry teams yeah. wanting to, wanting to play, play in the playoffs. And so, you got to come ready, and, and it should be interesting to see who comes ready and who doesn't come ready, and, and we'll find out come July. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you started to go in before we kept this discussion going into the financial aspect. Um, if you're wondering how did they pick eight games, well, that's because most te- all the teams will be over the 70-game mark and um, in contract with all the local. If you listen, you know, watch uh, Fox Sports South, Fox Sports, you know, uh, Fox Sports Florida um, or in uh, yeah. Spectrum Net, whatever your, t- you know, if it's the Lakers, the Heat, uh, the Nets, the 76ers, whatever their local station is that they broadcast all their games on, they need, they have a, a contract agreement to get 70 games minimum in uh, with those uh, providers. And they need that 70 games because it affects the salary cap, you know. Yeah, well, a lot of also, people, hold on, one sec, one sec, one sec. Also, to add, the, the reason they're doing that eight game, too, is because if you look at the standings, now a team like the Suns, who are on the edge of it, 
have like a low they can't lose that much if they lose they're out like yeah. if they lose one or two games they're out and so the reason why it's back, eight yeah yeah exactly like a team like the the Timberwolves and the Warriors are the last two teams in that conference in the Western Conference and they're obviously way out of the picture and so the team like the Suns is again they can't they have little room for error because if they lose they're likely out and so they have yeah. that eight games and also a team like uh, the Spurs have more of a, again, they're not, I think uh, Memphis has the eight seed. Uh, and mm-hmm. so yes. uh, the Spurs are obviously right there and, and they have more room for error, but that's also a reason too for the eight games, but keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, but I think the main thing is also it's money. And I think a lot of people lose track of that is the NBA is losing a lot of money, uh, you know, and so have all sports leagues. You look at what's going on in baseball now and how much money they're going to be losing if they don't have a season at all. And, in my opinion, um, being a, a, a fan of baseball, I don't think they will have a season uh, with what everything going on. And I think we're just thankful for how good of a relationship the Players Association and, and the owners have and the league have together because they were able to get this done. Um, and it, if the players know that come for agency this summer, next summer and beyond, it's going to affect what was looking to be uh, you know, a rising, rising salary cap. The salary cap can now fall and be below what it was this past summer, the summer before, and so on and so forth. So I think teams also really need to figure out, you know, who have big free agency plans. They don't know now, hey, are we going to be able to re-sign this guy, that guy? So getting these eight-game regular season games in, not only for the teams fighting for a playoff spot like the Trailblazers or Pelicans, but also to, to get that financial stability. And something also to bring up is, listen, the NBA wasn't going to end the season and not let Zion Williams Yeah, no way. <laughs> not get a shot at the playoffs. The Pelicans had real had a steam uh, before this break, looking really, really well with Zion. And if they, you know, if Zion is playing, you know, Zion versus LeBron in the first round, you don't think they want that? It's um, very so, possible too. So yeah, so they, they, re- I think they're not, they're never going to say that. But Adam Silver and and his team were really looking like, like hey we need Zion because even in these eight regular season games, he's going to be going up against the best of the best because that's all that's there in Orlando. If that's, you know, James Harden and and the Houston Rockets, if it's him versus LeBron, if they have another matchup, if it's him versus Kawhi, whoever it is, it's going to be primetime matchups and primetime games in those eight games if he doesn't make the playoffs. And then obviously if he does make it to the playoffs, that'll be even bigger and, and more ratings, uh, TV ratings. So they, they took into consideration also who could make the playoffs. If so, um, obviously they Memphis right now, and they have John Morant, who is really, I mean, in my opinion, is the rookie of the year uh, with Zion and Kendrick Nunn uh, right behind them. So that was also a major, major uh, play in, at least in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion in this, you know, deciding where to draw the line and who, who still has a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, well, Backtracking that whole entire financial scenario, it's it's very key to keep keep going with the season to re, to restart it because you have to get in some games to make up for that that revenue loss that you had for months. I mean, you talk about revenue that they've been missing out on for from March to to the end of the season in April and then further on until until June, until the finals are all wrapped up. And so you have literally a bunch of revenue that's being lost. Uh, and I think that uh, I, I personally feel like 
who knows? Maybe it was maybe in hindsight or not hindsight, but maybe in, in uh, if you're looking at it, maybe it's not too bad for the for the NBA's revenue because now you have a lot of fans that are looking towards an NBA season right now, and maybe maybe your revenue starts to go up and 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 starts to really. I, well, I don't know. Maybe it takes no, off in, this in some, is, no, in some aspects. This, this, I don't know. This is what you're. This is what you're leaving out. All these games are going to be played. The biggest game day revenue besides their TV ratings is what fans coming into the, through those turnstiles well, yeah. or okay. through those That's metal true. detectors and buying you know those jerseys, buying the popcorn, buying the pizza, buying a beer, all of that, and that's what they're losing. Um, so that they can't they those. 20 plus, I think it was 259 games total um, that were still yet to be played, plus all the playoffs. And, you know, every playoff game is basically a sellout um, through from, you know, game one of the round one to game seven of the NBA finals. That's what they're missing. And that's what they're going to need to figure out. Hey, you know, the projected salary cap, I think, was supposed to be at about 115 million to one. 20 uh last last summer it was 109 the salary cap and certain teams who were projected to have a lot of cap space might not have that much cap space now because they might need to re-sign some guys on their their team and the salary cap might even go below the 109 so it's not so much hey you know the tv ratings and, and watching you know that they'll have trust me um i think between them the nhl obviously you're having some sports come back now that have been back the ufc uh, and then you're going to have golf coming back, stuff like that. But people are going to sit down. I, I trust you. On July 31st, I know I am. I have a countdown waiting, and, and I'll be sitting on my couch. Um, I've heard that they're going to kind of do uh, summer league style. We're basically starting noon Eastern until 10, 11 o'clock at night. They're going to have games going back to back to back. Um, just, you know, since it's all in one place, there's no fans to be had and, and, and that. So I think that's a major, major thing. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. This is something that we won't know until probably after the season how it will impact the salary cap. And obviously, this summer is not um, a big free agency class with just Anthony Davis. And in my opinion, I don't even consider him a free agent. I think he'll be going back to the Lakers. Um, but it's next summer with Giannis, Paul George, LeBron, you know, everyone else that's going to be in that free agent class. So I think that's the major thing uh, to think about. Um, something else I want, or do you have any, any thoughts on, on that? Yeah. Well, before, well, yeah. Before we, I, uh, transition. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, I mean, look, there's in terms of, I just think there's going to be a lot of anticipation leading up to, cause I, I know that both of us are, are waiting eagerly to, to get back to NBA basketball to watch it. And so I just feel like the TV ratings are going to be higher than ever. Um, and that's, I, I think you can't argue that. Um, but once again, yeah, I understand the fan aspect of it. Um, thank God for online sales because you can't sell merchandise, obviously in person right now, but online, thank God for online sales because what, what could you yeah. do with merchandise after that? I mean, there, there's yeah, no yeah. other options. So, yeah, uh, you can get revenue like that, obviously, but then looking at, so, and then you look at, um, what am I going to say? No, then you look at, um, you know, the season and, and the salary cap. And so who knows what's going to happen. You, you, you mentioned the, the, the class coming, not, not this class, but the next free agent class. And so 2021, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that are, that are headliners there. And so, uh, 
it's really and and I mentioned it this the past uh, one of the few past podcasts that we did, and I I talked about how big market teams are going to be. I, I feel like big market teams are going to be the way to go because. Again, depending on where the salary cap's at, uh, and if it's not where we want it to be, then you look at players wanting to expand their brands and whatnot. And so you look at L.A., you look at, hell, even New York, who knows? The dumpster fire that, that the Knicks are, I mean, hey, and that's, who that, knows? In, in, our, in our leading segment about the, the, you know, the protests going on, we didn't even I, – I, I was going to talk about James Dolan and the things that happened, but I, I left it alone because <laughs> I've already, rat, even though we don't have much of a platform on here, I've already said. You've already like rotted him out, I think. Yeah, and... I've, already, I've already said enough about James Dolan and how I feel about him, about he, how, how just he runs his organization. But that, that's for sure. Um, everything you said, I, I agree with. Um, but what I do want to get into, I think, is is now the teams. Uh, we kind of talked about that eighth seed and that eighth ninth seed, but I want to get into contenders, um, and and you know that. One. Well, let's. Well, how about and this? Let's start. Also, let's start here. Yeah, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no oh, you me? Go. okay. All right, all right. I wanted to because I wanted to ask. I, I was going to get into that too. Who do you think is going to get the eighth seed in, in both? Let's just say hypothetically. All well, seven seeds are locked up like they are right now. Who do you have getting the eighth seed? Because because the Western Conference is 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 more stacked than than the Eastern Conference yeah. is. Well, in the East, I think the Magic have that uh, unlock. Obviously, the Wizards are about five and a half games back, but I, I don't I don't see the Magic giving that up. It's a little too big of a gap for me. Um, and the Wizards are not spectacular in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. But out West, I, I still think the Grizzlies. Uh, I think Jaw, you've seen how hungry he is throughout the season. I mean, he's he's one of the – there's, uh, there's I would say, about 10, 12 players in this league where when you pay for a ticket, you're going to get your money's worth watching that player, and Jaw is one of them. Uh, obviously, there's no fans, but you understand my, my, cat, you know, my saying there. I think they hold on. Uh, the closest team is – Blazers, who knows what happened? We just talked about them, and who knows? Maybe they're not even playing. That that hasn't came out. That's just me speculating with their star players not wanting to play. You have the Pelicans with Zion, uh, the Kings, and you just mentioned. How rusty are these teams going to be? Someone like Zion, who was coming off, you know, was basically about a month, two months into his NBA season. He should still be fresh in a sense, but also he had injuries. Um, Everyone should be healthy, but the rust, you, you cut, you've mentioned it about three, four times now, and I totally agree. And that just doesn't go for the ace seeds. It goes for everyone. And, you know, these players now have basically had a full off season. You know, it's basically like if the, the regular season were to end in June, uh, right about now or in about a week or so, and start back up in, in October. So it's, it's going to be real interesting to see. I, like I said, I think the Grizzlies, who do you have as your eight seeds? I, I, yeah, I just think it's going to stay how it is now. I have the magic. I, I can agree. I just feel like the magic, I mean, um, not the magic, the wizards are just too inexperienced for me. And also they just don't have, they don't have wall back. Uh, and that's also something to, to, to look at as well, because there, there were rumors about KD Kyrie coming back. They're not going to be until, until next season. They're not coming back until next season. So that's the same thing. Uh, in terms of John Wall as well, I believe so. Uh, and then I, I just feel like the, the Wizards don't have what it takes to, unless Bradley Beal just goes on the complete 
eruption. But then again, you got to hope that the Magic lose. And so I just don't see it. I feel like the Magic are solid all around. Um, again, not like crazy, but they're more solid than, than the, the Wizards are. As, as far as the West, it's interesting because I like the Grizzlies as well. But don't be surprised if we haven't heard about the Blazers. So I'm not going to talk about them really i don't i don't really think and obviously if if lillard's out if if star players and and their players don't want to play then that's that's pretty much their season's over pretty much and and i don't really see them getting that eight spot i think the pelicans might have a shot and i think that's what the nba wants as uh, a league and they really want that that showdown between the lakers and the the pelicans and then I see maybe the Spurs go, uh, sneaking in. The Spurs have always been really consistent. I, and I, so, I, I, no, keep going. No, well, I, I, the Spurs are always really consistent. And so don't be surprised if the Spurs sneak in there. Uh, Suns are a little bit too far out for me. But Kings? To be, to be, uh, Kings, eh. I don't know. They, they, they could, I don't know. They were pretty hot before. You know, obviously, listen, you can't go off how. Yeah, but we can't because going. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, they were playing pretty good basketball before this season suspended. Everyone, you know, for the most part, uh, everyone's back healthy. Uh, I, if I had to pick another team besides the Pelicans out of those five teams uh, in the West, I would say the Kings. I don't know. They're pretty doable now. Uh, I mean, they're. I'm looking at the last ten. They're seven and three, so you make a good point there. But also, the Spurs are five and five, and the Pelicans are five and five. So not too much to to decipher there between those teams. I think they're all pretty much around the same in terms of coming off that that those uh, those runs in March. And so you can really place your bets on anyone here. Besides the Suns, I don't see it, and the Blazers, if. Lillard, yeah. as we already reiterated, if, if they're not playing, then see you later. So the Pelican, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's tough, but I, I see. I, I like. I've always liked the Spurs. I like their organization. I like what they they're able to develop there. And Pop's consistent, and you see that with the organizations uh, or the 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 teams he's had in the past. Just how consistent they are. That they always manage to sneak in right there that that seventh eighth seed even when they're not contending at the highest level with you know timmy d and and all those other guys that pops coach so you never know it's it's gonna be real real um nice to see who gets that eighth spot and who contends with the lakers um going into the postseason yeah uh now i really want to get into i don't believe any of those eight seeds will be Contending for a championship, so I want to know what do you oh, see. No, no. Uh, we, we 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 talked about injuries, and obviously a big thing was, hey, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, the Nets are a seven seed. They come back all of a sudden. There's no doubt in my mind that they would be a playoff contender, and and the fairness of you know because obviously if the season were to just play out and go on its normal schedule, they wouldn't be ready and come back. They both came out and said, hey, we're not playing both Kyrie and KD, but you also have, you know, like the Utah Jazz, Bojan Bojanovic. Um, Sorry if I mispronounced that or butchered that. I don't know why I couldn't say his name. Uh, Is out with injury. He's a key player for them. Uh, But most teams are going to come back healthy. Uh, I think like Ben Simmons coming back to the Sixers, stuff like that. 
out of both conferences, you know, who are you looking at um, besides you know, the Bucks and the Lakers to say, hey, you know, they can give a real run for their money uh, coming back now off this three month break? You know, who, who's the most who has benefited the most out of, you know, having this, you know, two, three month break? Well, we, we can't really say that for certain uh, who's going to be obviously the, the most healthy and, and we're going to have to see that come July, come August. But as far as who I believe can give the, the top teams in, in both conferences a run for their money, to be honest, I've kind of slept on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Quite honestly, when I was before I was looking at the standings, I have always thought of them, especially throughout the season, as a 7-8 seed. And they're fifth seed. They're tied with the Houston Rockets, 40-24. and 24. Uh, for both of those teams. And I like their team. I think that they're, they're re- they really have a chip on their shoulder because a lot of, a lot of doubters have said that, look, and, and you could say this about Chris Paul with his playoff shortcomings again. Some of that has to do with injury, and that's okay. It happens, um, you know, to the best of them. But, you know, you have doubters saying that, Chris Paul can't be the number one option, especially a, a veteran Chris Paul. And for him to lead this team, especially after a, a very busy offseason for Sam Preston and the Thunder. And so there's a lot of doubters, a lot of negativity going towards the Thunder. And, and if they could actually uh, make, make, a, make a run this season. And they, they ended up doing just that. And I think that they could potentially give, again, they – as if they if they go into it right now, uh, let's just say they get the five seed, they'd be going up against the the Utah Jazz first round, right? And so like their chances. That, that yeah, that's not too bad of, of chances there against the Jazz. Again, the the Jazz, Conley's been up and down all season, underperforming, uh, and he hasn't really lived up to the expectations uh, as as the starting point guard of the Utah Jazz. Uh, he's had to deal with injuries, of course, but. Looking at them, they've had their fair share of, of media spotlight and, and not the best way either. That that has kind of gotten resolved with the whole Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. But I I like their chances in that series. I think that if they and again, any of these teams can catch another team on their heels. And and this is this is a time where and they can also move up in the seedings and have a different playoff, you know. Technically yeah, the they Thunder can, have, can yeah. go as high as the two seed as it's unlikely they're four games back, but <laughs> crazier things have happened and who knows you know they come in hot um the re- the teams above them i know it would be three teams that would really have to look bad through these eight games and all of a sudden they're in the two seed and, and they're playing the dallas mavericks uh the in the um first round of the playoffs or you know they climb up to the three seed and, and they're playing the right you know there's so many scenarios that can be played out and i think it goes for the west and the east that there could be a lot of movement in these eight games um you have we've said it a thousand times now, I feel like we can't stress enough the rust that's going to be, you know, have to be knocked off because as much as you practice, as much as you have, you know, pickup game, you know, in the gym, five V five, there's nothing like, you know, real game action. And I, you're going to see it, I think in the first, that's why these eight great games also are so crucial to me um, for the playoff run. And really, I mean, it's like starting a whole new season and, and I, it'll be interesting to see the level of basketball these guys are playing. Obviously they're NBA players. It's still going to be high level basketball, but how much rust is going to need to be knocked off for them to get um, 
back into midseason form, playoff form, if they can get there. Yeah. I, I, I kind of reiterated the same thing earlier. And so I think that, again, going back to what you were saying about who can, who can potentially maybe pull off an upset, a, a 2007-type Warriors upset, uh, the, uh, the We Believe Warriors, a, ty- a type of upset like that, I, I think the Thunder could do it. And I think that they they have a great lineup for. If you look at the Thunder last season, I mean they they had to do away with uh, Westbrook and PG, and and they got some good assets back. And I think that they they're looking pretty good. Um, and their yeah. last ten, their last ten, I've been, uh, they're eight, eight and two. two. Yeah, eight and yeah. two. As and much so as they, you know, we can't really go off that. You can go off that in a sense, just to show how hot they were before. Right. This yeah. Break. yeah um, and so, yeah. And, and also, and yeah, it's, it's not really a, a good comparison just because now you have, and especially it's, it's going to affect more of the East because there's nine teams in the East compared to 13 teams in the Western conference. And so you only have the Timberwolves and Warriors out in the Western conference compared to literally six teams in the Eastern conference that are automatically knocked out. So yeah. you gain an advantage, I think, if you're in the Western Conference. Although the Western Conference is more talent-heavy than the Eastern Conference is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those are the two sides of that story. Uh, as far as the East, a uh, team that could give... I, uh, I wanted to say the Heat. I don't know if I want to go with the Heat. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll say the Heat. Because I, I, I just think, even without... Even without being from Miami, supporting them, I think that they do have a clear shot uh, to to upset someone. I think that you look at Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Abayo, and there was doubts that that Jimmy could be the number one option on a championship team. There was doubts that Bam and Abayo could be the second best player, the second best player on a contending team, a team that's that looks to to dethrone one of the top seeds in the East. And so, again, they're they're a team that has been the Bucks. They're they're one of the teams that's beaten the Bucks twice this season. We yeah. beat them at home and and away. And the and the game yeah. that we beat them in Milwaukee was without Jimmy Butler early in the season. And so yeah, that was think, a I huge think, like that was a huge yeah. win. And I think we could replicate that come the postseason, especially how we defend Giannis and we shoot the hell out of the ball even you know, even with teams like Milwaukee who likes to shoot, we, we shoot it at a at an efficient rate and we have some great uh, players that can that can knock down that three point shot, shot and play some great basketball. Yeah, um, you mentioned the East and the Seventy Sixers. That I don't understand them. I don't. You, you don't know what you're going to get. This could really. I mean, they could come out and and blow everyone out of the water. They're a team that, in my opinion, could be right in that second seed. They could even. They're good enough. As much as I don't like the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, they could be the number one seed in the East if they really wanted to. They could be as good as the Bucks. They have the talent. They have more talent, in my opinion, than the Milwaukee Bucks um, in terms of just their starting lineup. It hasn't worked out for them. They are six seed. How? There's so many factors, and we've talked about it so much before this uh, shutdown. Well, they're, they ten out, and, yeah, they're 10 and 24 on the road, so that's a big reason why. And there's now no road games or technically all games. or Who knows? I, I don't know. It's all neutral site games now. 
they could come out and all of a sudden be, you know, go eight and zero and and go into the playoffs and and run through teams. I don't know. I think it all depends on the motivation. Uh, and yeah, I think it all depends on the motivation. I mean, Joel Embiid, you don't know what you're going to get on every on any given night. Um, ben Simmons, how that's going to work? He's coming back, you know. Injury, Josh Richardson back from injury, Tobias Harris, you know, the max contract that they decided to give him and Philly fans, I think, can't wait to get rid of him already. Uh, Al Horford, another guy that they just signed this past offseason and they already, you know, they're already they've been talking about trading him since they signed him. So uh, to me, that's a team to watch for. Uh, I would say the Brooklyn Nets, if they got Katie and Kyrie, that would be an obvious choice. They're not coming back, supposedly. So I, I would have to say the Sixers. And out west, um, I, li- I like the Thunder, but to make a real, real run, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I, I, again, the Rockets, who knows what they can do with small ball? It, to me, the Rockets and the Rockets are the Sixers of the of the West. Not in terms of you know, just they have a lot of talent. Just it doesn't seem like they can sometimes get it all together, even though they're, they're, they're playing some, they were playing some pretty good basketball since the trade deadline, and they went to that small ball lineup. I like, I, I like the, the Mavericks. I like the Mavericks. The Mavericks are a team. Luca, Kristaps, uh, uh, Luca having a, a, my opinion, we've, we talked about it early in the season, an MVP almost type, you know, in the conversation. He's kind of died down from that. Uh, but is that enough? Much. Um. Yeah, no, I, that's why I, I don't see the Mavericks. Um, I think that come next year, depending on what they add to that team, and I think there's some, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, as great as he is, him being a third option on a championship-level team, I don't know. Um, and that's what he is right now on that Mavs team. He's done a phenomenal job, in my opinion, uh, for that Mavs team, but I think pieces need to be added it's just like you know in the east people say the heat need to add pieces and i agree i think the heat are a star away from being a uh bona fide championship contender um it'll be interesting you have in the east the pacers obviously the celtics and raptors who i think are everyone's picks besides the bucks i in my opinion i still think the bucks come out um i think that they just have too much uh in terms of too much Giannis. obviously he hasn't performed expectations in the postseason in the past couple years but he i think he'll come through this year who knows you have the la teams there's so much i'm i'm just so excited to be honest it'll be a different feel that's for sure um than a normal playoff uh year obviously right now we would be in the finals i think game one of the finals would have started one or two nights ago and uh so it's sad to think about that but it's so exciting we're still so far away um, before we do get, you know, July 31st is still six weeks away, seven weeks away. And like I said at the beginning, when I was reading and kind of going through all the rules and regulations that the NBA has uh, put into place, you know, there's still so much that can change. Uh, I think also another thing is in Florida right now, the cases are going up in coronavirus drastically over the past couple of days. Uh, and in that Orange County area, which is in Orlando where Disney is, it's gone up. Uh, the most since the beginning of COVID. So it's also another thing to watch. Who knows, you know, as much as this is set in stone, it's not really, you know, it's kind of written in pencil and they can erase and go back and and add and subtract what they want. So there's so much more we could talk about. Uh, If you want to add any last thoughts before we wrap up here, um, I'm down to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point to really just wrap it up. Uh, everything's really just based off of speculation at this point. And as far as the teams, and we can speculate what we want to, but there's teams that got talent, they might not come ready. There's other teams that don't have as much talent, might come out firing and might surprise everyone. So this is really going to be an exciting and an interesting season to, to watch uh, as it plays out. And I was thinking about something too. I don't know about how they're going to, how people will look at the winner of this championship. Like how are, are people mm-hmm. going to, are people going to take away the fact Put that this season was pretty, yeah, that this season was pretty much delayed and, and take that into effect. And, and let's say LeBron wins this. Is this a, hit on his on his legacy is this or not a hit but is this something that isn't really affecting his legacy or is this something that's really in a in a positive light gonna impact his legacy not tremendously but but add something to it is that gonna is that gonna be something that we talk about in terms of his legacy and so and so the winner of this championship it's it's gonna be we're gonna have to see what people are saying about and there's going to be people that will say stuff like that, and so no, we, we just have to go with the go with the flow here and see what happens. But whoever wins it is going to be, it might take hits and might not take hits. No, that that's that's a, it's a it's a great great point, and I think it's something. There's so much more we could could discuss. It's funny us talking about the topics we we're going to talk about today, and we really only you know we're like this you know kind of two topics, but this topic had so much in it that I was like, hey, you know. I don't know how long this podcast could last. And as we talk here, I think we could go another two hours talking about, you know, everything. And I think that's what we'll basically do. Obviously, um, the last episode, if you guys haven't listened to it, we kind of did something different in terms of going into game and analyzing. We analyzed the nine, game four, the 1998 Eastern Conference Finals, Bulls versus Pacers. Go l- listen to that, guys, if you haven't listened to it. Um, and we'll do more of that. Plus, you know, there's so much more to talk about here in terms of so much that can be changed. It's the uncertainty. And, you know, will the champion be looked upon the same, hey, you won a championship in 2020? Uh, is that, you know, hey, you guys won it, or yeah, you guys won it, but there was still so much going on that we don't really count it. Um, you won't have that same, you know, home court advantage, stuff like that. So it, it should be so interesting. We still have six, seven weeks before the season starts and so much more. After um, we do have, I do have some guests lined up, hopefully uh, come when the season returns that we will get on reporters to talk about the season and maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll bring them on. And uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I think, uh, like I said, we'll cover so much more of this throughout the next couple episodes and, and leading up to the season. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's so much more to talk about. And this is just not only a one-episode thing. There's going to be a lot more news to come out. There's going to be changes, possibly, that could be made to all the schedules uh, and all the, all the dates that were released. So there's definitely some, some things that are subject to change, and we'll cover them when they, when they come out and when they're released. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just the after effect of all of this, uh, especially going into the next season as well. And so we'll talk about anything and everything. And so we're, we're excited about uh, the future of this podcast, uh, and, and we've already done so much, but we're excited about 
the more the more stuff we can cover and the more stuff that we can talk about. So, yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, we're excited. Yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> that your phone going off is a sign to tell us to get off. Yeah. Guys, this podcast I think is gonna be released Sunday afternoon. We're recording at like. 11.45 on a Saturday night. I think that's where COVID has taken us to record on 11.45 on a Saturday night. But um, yeah, I mean, where, where can they find us on social media, Jake? And uh, make sure, guys, to like, subscribe. And where Jake tells you to go find us on Instagram, uh, contact us there. Yeah, uh, you guys can find us on social media, on Instagram, at underscore around the league underscore. And you guys can check us out, all three streaming flat platforms, wherever you guys get your podcast, around the league. Yep, all of them, guys. If you guys have listened to this hour and five-minute podcast, I salute you. Thank you. Uh, that's all. Peace out. Peace.